Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. This is the last episode with Kuhn the Smet. Yes, already. Needless to present Kuhn anymore, he has been with us for the last three episodes talking about treasury systems. If you haven't listened to them yet, we highly recommend you to do so. They are fascinating uh, to begin with and quite relevant before listening to this episode. Today, expect to learn all you have ever dreamt of knowing about Treasury Systems implementation. Yes, just that. We discuss how to implement a system from making an assessment of the current and future needs of the company, designing the different requirements through system selection, planning, testing, go live, and much more. Being a director in a major consulting firm and being responsible for the end-to-end implementation of treasury systems, Kuhn is the perfect interviewee to talk to on these topics. We hope you enjoy and learn as much as we did. If that is the case, please do not hesitate to share the episode and rate us on your favorite podcast app. Also, let us know on our Instagram accounts or via LinkedIn what you thought about the episode if you would like to. And last but not least... We published an ebook. If you were dreaming of finding an ebook or a book explaining the ABCs of corporate treasury, well, do not search anymore. We got you covered. Head to the link in the description to download it, and the best part is it is completely free. With all that being said, on with the show. Awesome. Mentioning this uh, corporation that might not be on the latest trend on cash forecasting is a perfect transition for the for the next section. How do you integrate all those? So we could talk about cash flow forecasting too, but how do you integrate and implement such systems into a company or treasury department? How does it work? Yeah, so it starts, of course, um, with baselining what you need and have to make sure that you have a common understanding and ground for what you require so um the way that that this is normally approached is you would do a very yeah detailed description on as is not Mm -hmm. with the idea to kind of replicate your current state processes because if you need a new system or you need a system your current state processes are probably not uh, the best in class, um, mm-hmm. right? But really with the purpose to understand the scope and complexity that you're dealing with and yeah. also for looking your future complexity, right? So you could have uh, a view on today, but if your company tried to enter new markets and that will introduce new financial risk, you might mm-hmm. have new requirements coming from there. So it's also good to look a bit further out. So it's basically defining your current state uh, with the focus on scope and complexity. But then looking at, you know, target state, where do we want to go as an organization with my processes and what are my requirements thereof? And then once you've that all defined and clear, um, it would be to do an an RFP or a request for proposal with the relevant parties for you. Uh, And those are not all the same for all corporations because you have with many software solutions, uh, a lot of applications out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it's it's the typical phase of a system implementation, eh? the, the design, the build phase, uh, the testing phase, and then ultimately going live. All of that, of course, needs to be 
well understood how that will work when you start such projects. So I think road mapping is very important uh, to be able to understand where you want to go to, which milestones you want to achieve. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you basically run a bit in the dark. Um, and that's tricky because then you don't see results. Absolutely. And so forth, yeah. That's a lot of super interesting information. Um, if I may summarize it, so what you want to begin with actually is assessing the current state of your treasury landscape and potentially broader financial and company landscape in general. Okay, what is the, what is done now? What do we need to bear in mind when we implement the system or select the system to the RFP that you mentioned right after? But also properly capture where we want to go. Then you will have the RFP process, which means you give away or you announce your requirements to different system vendors and the system yeah. vendors pitch and bid for the different requirements you are looking for. Then you start the implementation and you mentioned testing phase. That's, that's an interesting one. So what's the testing phase? You make sure the vendor is actually complying with what he said in the RFP? What is it? So once you shared your requirements, right, and you've gone through detailed design mm -hmm. about your processes with the system vendor, uh, the system vendor will go off and, uh, and, and uh, configure this in the system. You, in some cases, you might need to support that configuration or complete it uh, mm -hmm. along with the vendor's help uh, or with the system integrator. Um, and then you start a testing phase, uh, which means your end users uh, running basically the to-be processes in the system and testing it. And that could mean, for example, entering an FX transaction, um, trying to confirm it, try to settle it, um, uh, import bank statements, do your cash positioning. So basically your day-to-day -day treasury functions that you're testing in your new solution, okay. uh, ideally using uh, real production data um, to see whether it properly functions Mm -hmm. And then once everybody happy, uh, you I sign mean. up in a user acceptance testing phase, and then uh, that is typically the trigger to uh, to go live uh, with your new system. Awesome. User acceptance testing. Here you mean, okay, once we've gone through that period of... Uh, it's a question, huh? but my understanding is once you've gone through that period of testing, everything is working as it was meant to, the users accept it. And so then the go live can occur. That's, that's the idea. Exactly. So all users have uh, executed uh, successfully all their test cases. Mm -hmm. There is no defect anymore that is deemed to be a showstopper. And that always requires a discussion for some cases. And then uh, everybody signs off that, yes, we are comfortable that we can go live with our new solution. And that's that's what you know the last phase user acceptance testing is for. Awesome. Well, one of the last phases, yeah. Um, there's also others uh, which we can dive into if you want to. And so that was leading to be my question. So you mentioned go live. So you do the user acceptance test. Let's call it UAT for the aficionados of uh, Treasury here. You have your go live, which means, okay, now you mentioned also production. Can you, can you quickly? Yeah, so what a lot of companies do after the user acceptance, acceptance testing is parallel testing. That means... Okay replicating your day-to-day -day processes transactions that that are done in real life right in the treasury department in your system to see yes. if you get if you get the same results or uh if you can explain differences so that is 
done over a period of, and it all depends, uh, two to four weeks, but it could also be two to three months for some corporations. Um, depends how long you need to be comfortable. Uh, that is, I think, a, a phase that is um, almost always done. Uh, mm -hmm. Implementation to be 100% comfortable, um, along with penny testing. And I'm throwing in a new term again. That means doing a $1 trade, for example, on your trade execution platform to see whether it truly functions uh, as it should. Uh, so it's okay. a real transaction, basically. So that's why it's called a penny trade. Awesome. And so production will be you get out of the test environment and you enter into the real life environment. In the real life environment, exactly. That's okay. how it often is referred to as production environment. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and yeah, obviously I have a lot of questions on this. That's that's, that's just super interesting. So parallel testing. You mentioned earlier um, when I when I asked about how do you know if, if the treasury landscape needs to buy this system or start having a system for specific functions. When you do this parallel testing, will there be such a thing as okay, we made a business case for this uh, for this system? It will make sense because from a quantitative and qualitative aspect. So it will make a savings, uh, make us win time, make us win. I mean, decrease the risk. When you do this parallel testing, or at any moment of the implementation, do you say okay, here is what we talked about when we were making the Aziz and the to be landscape. Here we are winning money because look, the system is doing better than when we are doing it ourselves. Is that such a thing? Yeah, that's actually a good point. Um, so what we see often as well is um, treasury organizations trying to um, typically also have performance indicators, KPIs, eh? key performance mm -hmm. indicators. Yes. Um, that you try to um, also yeah, get some sort of reporting out of your solution so that you can, for example, see the average processing time or um, the number of errors that occurred, for example, in a payment factory. Um, let's say I do 100,000 transactions per year and only 2,000 got rejected. That mm -hmm. means quite a high success rate, right? Um, what is the ambition that we want to go for? Are we seeing uh, a positive trend over the years or not? That, you know, that's all very valuable insights that you can get out of your system purely from a processing perspective alone. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay, so that's, that's something that happens. And once you have to go live, uh, you mentioned there is potentially other... Other phases as well, but I was interested into okay, the the system is live, nothing is happening anymore. Then, or is there like a follow up? Do we say okay, we've implemented this, but in the one month, two month period, we started to have this bug or this issue? Is there in the implementation period a phase where you say I don't know a hyper care type of thing? Yeah, there is. Eh? So you go live, and you you typically then have hyper care. Mm -hmm. uh, as it says it in the word almost, it's a dedicated care for after go live. That means you get access to, uh, let's say, the consultants of your integrator or the consultants of, uh, of the treasury uh, vendor yeah. that you can speak to directly in case an issue occurs that, uh, you know, it can be handled quickly and you don't need to rely purely on the, let's say, standard or uh, customer support. There's also... Uh, again, linking it back to the road mapping thing I said earlier, mm -hmm. um, a lot of system implementations happen in phases uh, where uh, companies try to go live uh, with a certain scope of functionality initially mm -hmm. and then have a phase two where they try to expand it. Okay. And there your roadmap is important that you make sure you truly execute on your phase two because otherwise you could be uh, living with a system that you think is not good but actually is good but you just never, never kind of uh, push through your phase mm -hmm. two. 
and uh, implemented the, your additional functionalities. So that's why uh, a roadmap and a clear plan uh, is very important. Super interesting. Okay, so the functions of a treasury system will be so heavy that you cannot implement, or you likely cannot implement everything in one go. You need to have different phases for different functionalities. You can, eh? but uh, you can, of course. It all depends on the complexity again. Uh, okay. Some do it in one shot, uh, but uh, I've seen a lot of companies always have some sort of an optimization phase uh, mm -hmm. where they try to implement additional functionalities, for example, on the reporting side, advanced risk reporting. Uh, to get more out of the treasury management system. And I think that is always an important phase because that's when you truly start, you know, increasing the value and the return on investment of your solution. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. As per our conversation, I guess it's a bit hard to say, but I want to ask this question nonetheless. Um, I guess it depends on the complexity, the size of the company, the type of system you implement. But how long does it typically take to implement a system? What's, what time of time? timeline are we talking about here i think it can be done as fast as i've seen it three to six months but i've also seen implementations from eight to or from 12 to 18 months and even longer okay. Okay. so um you know the SaaS solutions are typically quicker to implement because of you know yeah less ability to configure the system from scratch it's more it's not such a toolbox it's pre-configured a pre-configured database mm -hmm. for more um complexer solutions it takes it takes normally longer and the reason is the complexity of the solution and the functionality more importantly the complexity of the functionality that needs to be configured mm -hmm. but also it typically serves a, a larger user base yeah and um, you know there's a whole you know element of change management training which is yes. a lot of throughput time to get into the organization. You 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 cannot do that software uh, installation overnight and expect the people to run with it <laughs> next day. Yeah, no, that's a that's a very fair point. And so talking about that, what's the what's the lifetime of such product? Because three to six months and up until twelve to eighteen months to implement. Then then what is it? Something that you're gonna change like your socks, or are you gonna have to live with this system for a couple of years, ten years? What are we talking about there? Well, um, there, well, you would typically stay with it or stay with it like for five, five, ten years, right? Um, or, or even longer, right? Um, okay. If if you're happy with the solution and it does what you do, mm -hmm. then uh, then then um, why why changing it, right? If it serves yeah. your needs, you see corporation changing or looking to change when it doesn't anymore serve their needs, um, and I think. What is important there, uh, and talking a bit against my own shop, is that you then engage with an um, with your vendor, right, to kind of truly explain, you know, those incremental needs and have an open discussion. But nothing, of course, prevents you from going to the market and see what's out there, uh, okay. see what's new. Um, and there's, you know, treasury conferences enough mm -hmm. out there. Uh, vendors are always keen to do a demo. Nothing stops you from uh, exploring the market from time to time and see what you're missing okay and therefore re-entering into this cycle where you start with okay that's where i am today but that's now what kind of needs i've identified into my treasury department and potentially after having those demos going into an rfp process and so on exactly very good um how about we finish on because here i think we can ask this question what defines a successful system implementation to me 
to me, a successful system implementation is achieved if you basically, in the very beginning of your project, define, mm -hmm. you know, your, let's say, guiding principles, your objectives, what do you want to achieve as an organization? And it can be pretty broad and abstract, right? We want to know, automate X percent of whatever. Um, I think evaluating uh, your final product against your objectives, against your requirements, um, uh, is an important one. Uh, what we see also a lot of corporations do is a uh, regularly run satisfaction service, not only about, you know, the job content and, you know, um, um, how people are, of course, uh, feeling within the organization, but also about the, the tools. Um, and I think that's also very helpful to do um, mm -hmm. from time to time. So that all defines, your, you know, whether your implementation was successful. But I think if you manage to implement, let's say, 90, 95% of your scope, um, mm -hmm. and you had to give in on a number of items, but still, I mean, the large majority of what you want to achieve is achieved, um, then, then I think that could be kind of defined as a successful implementation. But okay. in my view, you should always look to uh, maintain your application, optimize it, think with the vendor about future mm -hmm. state. That's only when, you know, after five years, you will still be, you know, happy with your application. Otherwise, yeah. uh, if you do nothing and you let it go, um, it could be that you, you think it's not good anymore, but you, you actually not looked into it um, too much uh, yourself. Okay, so it's not only the implementation process that matter, but also how you follow up and maintain your system once it's live implemented and you want to incrementally improve it. In um, my view, it is, yeah. Super clear. And I guess the whole Shabam is also linked to the roadmap that you mentioned earlier. And roadmapping is key, important, and you want the go-live dates to be aligned with the actual go-live dates that's were written on paper and happening in reality. Yeah, exactly. And that's a collaborative um, um, you know, thing. Eh? So that needs to happen in conjunction or in cooperation with the system vendor, uh, of course, um, the corporation itself, the client itself um, needs to be well understood. Everybody needs to be behind the plan and also bought into the plan, right? Um, that we're all behind to execute it um, in time. Um, so that I think is essential to meet milestones and not kind of be left with a disappointment that you're still not live after, you know, two years or so. Absolutely. Okay. Wow. That was a, that was a piece. Thanks a lot, Kun. Anything else you would like to add on the either implementation or the broader topic of treasury systems and systems in the treasury landscape? Well, maybe something on, on digital uh, as a last point. Yeah. Is that, uh, um, of course, the tool set that we saw 15 years ago is much broader right now, right? Mm -hmm. So not only more about core systems like a treasury management system, a payment factory, and those specialist systems that I mentioned, but you also have broader tool sets available now uh, yeah. to, to do something. Uh, and that should not necessarily be that complex. Uh, for example, robotics process automation, which is basically, you know, uh, automating man manual repetitive tasks is a basically a piece of software that runs on top of treasury management systems or other solutions. Yeah. I mean, there's a bigger toolbox out there that people need to evaluate when thinking about the solution. It's not necessarily always doing a 12 month project to solve yeah. a problem. I think taking a step, trying something, proof of concepting something is, a, is essential these days mm -hmm. to be fast and agile in the market. Awesome. Thanks a lot.